What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Powder and Loan Podcast. I'm your host, Gil, and on today's episode, I'm back with Colin, and we're talking about bike fitting and why it's so important and what it can do to better your experience on a mountain bike, or any bike for that matter. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram so you never miss an episode. So today, uh, you want to talk about bike fitting because you recently went to a professional fitter and got a fit. That's right. You know, I had been experiencing a couple problems riding recently, and I decided to take it to a bike fitter and see what kind of advice he could give me. So a lot of people out there don't even realize that like bike fitting's a thing. So how would you explain to someone what a bike fit is? That's a great question. And I actually joked with the bike fitter that I went and saw, and I said, you're pretty much a marriage counselor. And he said, yeah, but for most guys, second spouse. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically what a bike fitter is, is he is trying to be a relationship counselor between your bike and you and how you mesh with the bike. And so his job is to ensure that the bike fits your body, your dimensions, your riding style properly. Okay. So like um, we'll go into detail in in a little bit as to like some of the some of the different aspects of bike fitting but um what sort of adjustments do they go through yeah they go through the whole gamut of adjustments things that you wouldn't even think about you could adjust on your bike a bike fit takes care of everything from of the obvious things like saddle height or stem length or reach all the way down to things like cleat placement or the width of your shoes or the insole of your shoes. There are so many different touch points. And it's amazing when you look at how the body fits on a bike, it touches it in so many different ways. Yeah. Something that comes to mind is it's like uh, boot fitting for skis has become a huge deal. Like I would say that even even like your entry level people know that there are boot fitters out there that they can go to and spend this money and like really get things taken care of. But I also think that a lot of that is probably because ski boots are not an inherently comfortable thing. Your feet are not used to being put in a plastic metal shell for eight hours. But like on your bike, like, People will hop on the wrong size bike and like pedal down the road and no big deal. So maybe that's why like people don't think about bike fitting being a thing, but it's just as important as a boot fitter would be for skis. Totally. And I think one more thing as well is that people hop on a bike and biking is a lot of discomfort already, especially if your fitness isn't where it needs to be or you haven't been riding as much or you're new to the sport. There's a lot of growing pain, so to speak, when you yeah, get yeah. into biking. And so I think a lot of people write off pain that they're experiencing as, oh, I will just get used to this. My body will adapt to this pain. And probably for a majority of pains, that's true. Your body will adapt. It'll adjust. But 
there are there are also some things that you need to take in mind and consider and that's when the bike fit comes in and it really sets you up for success on the bike yeah so um we've talked about some of the reasons why you might want to go get a bike fit um but the first and one of the the easiest things to pick out is your frame sizing or like your saddle shape or width or whatever um and you and I both worked at a shop and we've been given a little bit of um, guidance, I guess you could say, as to how to fit people or size people. I don't want to say fit, but size people on a bike. Um, and what was your experience going and getting a fit? How did they approach sizing a bike? Yeah, and, and this is really interesting because the particular bike that I took in is my gravel bike that I also use as my road bike. It's an open up. It's a fantastic bike. It feels so good. And I actually went to a really high-end shop in Salt Lake City to buy the bike. And they did a good job of measuring my inseam. They took down some measurements and they made a frame recommendation based on the available information to them. And I bought the bike. I trusted the shop. I trusted their reputation when I went to a bike fitter, I was told, one of the first things I was told is this is probably the wrong size for you. He said, we can make this work and we'll make it work. We'll make this bike fit you. But to get the like the perfect fit, we should have gotten this. I should have gotten the size larger. And that was really eye-opening to me because when I worked at a bike shop, when we worked at a bike shop, you're kind of given a sizing chart you're pretty much, you get to know body types, you get to know people, you get to know riding styles, and you're able to make a pretty good educated guess to, for someone about which frame they sh- which frame size they should get. But it was really eye-opening because I had been familiar with the frame sizing process. I read the chart myself. I went to a reputable shop. And when I took it to a bike fitter, I was told, this will work, but it would have been better if you would have had a bigger frame. Yeah. And that's not what you want to hear when you have a five, $6,000 bike is this will work, but it would be better on a larger frame. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, yes, a shop can get you so far, but there is something to be said for going to an independent bike fitter who's away from the shop who can look at geometry charts can look at sizing and can measure your body and say you're going to get this bike okay this is the size yeah yeah and that's something that's a service that i think a lot of bike fitters offer um it's it's not usually free sometimes if you're planning on buying a really high-end bike and a shop has an in-house fitter, like you might get some sort of help. But um, just just curious, how much how much did that like pre-fit or sizing uh, cost? Yeah, I looked at I've looked at a couple of different shops just because I'm curious. I have a close friend who's looking at getting a bike, and. I told him, you know, he's looking at spending five to $6,000 on the bike. And I told him, 
it's worth 30 to $40 to go to a bike fitter. I think my bike fitter that I went to for a size, a frame sizing, it's a 30 minute consultation. It's $30. Which is very reasonable. Super reasonable. Considering that you're about to spend five plus thousand, even, even two, $2,000, 30 bucks is, you know, like you, you don't go out to eat for like a week or two, maybe, I don't know how many, how often you go out to eat, but it's like 30 bucks is not that bad. Not at all. And I, it takes the guesswork out of it and the anxiousness. And honestly, you know, some of you know, I bought a pivot switchblade this year and I'm glad I got the size that I did. I feel like it's going to be the right size when I take that bike in to get fitted. The bike fitter is going to go, yes, you made the right decision. But for 30 bucks, I could have taken all the guesswork out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, part of part of this not only are you sizing your frame but you're also sizing and picking a saddle that's that's right for you um which i think that anyone listening who has ever ridden a bike can and say like bike saddles suck they hurt you know whatever there's so many problems with bike saddles and i don't think it's fair to say that there are bad bike saddles out there. I feel like it's just everything fits a little different, you know? Um, and having an expert tell you, this is the range of saddles that's going to fit you. This is the width that you need. Um, that, I mean, that's a, that's a huge deal. Was that something that this particular fitter included in like his sizing or do they do saddle consults? Do you know, was that a thing? Yeah, not sure. I I would imagine it was really cool. The bike fitter I went to, he just puts a mat over a bike seat and it reads into a computer. I'm sure it's something you could ask about. I don't know if it was included in his particular sizing, but I'm sure if you do go to a bike fitter for a sizing, you could ask the bike fitter, be like, hey, can you give me a recommendation for a saddle? One thing that I thought was interesting is on some of my previous saddles, I had just come to the conclusion that numbness was just part of the game, kind of like cold feet and ski boots. It's just one of the elements. And he told me that any numbness means that your saddle isn't fitting properly. Yeah. And he said there should be absolutely no numbness in and around your groin. He said you shouldn't be feeling anything based on your saddle. He said it's one thing to feel saddle sore from not sitting in the saddle for a while. But he said if you're getting any auxiliar pain from your saddle, he said you have the wrong saddle. Interesting. So I think that besides frame sizing and stuff like that, one of the other very obvious things is comfort on the bike um, and making all of those adjustments just makes your experience more enjoyable. Um, how have you felt before and after? How's your comfort been on your bike? It's been really good. I've been really surprised. You know, one thing part of a bike fit is you explore kind of what your body is doing on a bike. And I went into a bike fit having written down on this kind of preliminary form. 
explaining that I was having some knee pain, that I was having some lower back pain, some neck pain. And he was able to dial the fit to specifically address those issues. And he was able to tell me really quick that because my bike, my top tube length was so short and my stem length was too short, that I was hunching and arching my back to be able to fit my body onto the bike. So instead of having a completely flat back and having a bend at my hips to accommodate the length of the bike, I was instead curving my spine to get myself to fit onto my road bike. And he just said, yes, this is where your back pain's coming from. He said, I 100%, when we lengthen this out to the proper length, when we get you adjusted on your saddle properly, when we get the bars where they need to be, he said, your back pain should alleviate. Because he said, just watching you ride on this bike, you're obviously crammed between the saddle and the bars and your body is just stretching itself or condensing itself to fit the bike. Interesting. And to go along with that, that body position and all of that stuff, um, and part of the reason you went in was for injury prevention. Um, what did, what did he have to say about that? Absolutely. You know, I think that's probably the biggest part of a bike fit is, Preventing injuries, or if you already have a pre-existing condition, making sure you're addressing those problems. Something that, you know, this year due to COVID and a few other reasons, I haven't been traveling as much as I have been for work in the past. So I had time to ride my bike. I had time to get after it. And a lot of the pain that I was experiencing was I probably went a little too hard too quick. And that was magnified by my bike fit. So not only was I pushing my body probably harder than it was used to, but my body was also having to compensate for parts of my bike that didn't fit my body properly. So saddle height wasn't right. So I was hyperextending my legs. My bars weren't long enough for my seat. And so I was hunching my back and I was using more of my back muscles than my core muscles to maintain balance on the bike. And something that the bike fitter made mention of is that when we get a bike to fit properly, your odds of avoiding injury increase dramatically. A lot of guys will ride bikes and they'll just think pain is part of the bike riding process, which yeah, it is to a point, but get a fit. Yeah. Make sure that it's where it needs to be. You know, it, it would be like, I don't know what a good example would be in real life, but it's like wearing shoes that are too small or or shoes that are too big or shoes that are too big or, you know, something that constricts your movement. It's not good for your body. Yeah. And a lot of that when you're lining up that you're more comfortable, you're on the right size frame, um, you're you're now instead of essentially injuring yourself, hurting yourself you're saving all of that all of that pain and that energy and now you're you end up feeling more confident on your bike your performance is greatly enhanced um even something as simple as just getting your saddle height in the right position but when you put all of these things together now all of a sudden you just gained speed or stamina or whatever because you you just feel better 
Yeah. And that was a big thing he talked about too, is, you know, your body, your legs are essentially the fulcrum. The bottom bracket is the fulcrum of the bike. That is the lever. That's where all the force is getting driven. And he said, we needed to balance bodies over the fulcrum. We need to put the body in a position where it's going to maximize its power. And there's been enough research study with bike racing, with all these different things. I mean, bike's been around forever. And we have a lot of knowledge and understanding of how body mechanics work with a bicycle. And he said, the difference can be dramatic. He said, we're talking about watts. We can be adding watts to our riding simply by getting the body in the proper position. Yeah. So um, now we're going to move on to essentially like how how do you go about getting getting a bike fit um, and some of the stuff in there. So first is you need to you need to find a fitter and a reputable one at that because I think that we both saw from the shop that we worked at there were a couple of quote bike fitters that had gone to like a week-long training and come back and they were supposed to fit people on bikes but they and i feel like one of them did a pretty good job at least with what he was given and the other one didn't care and didn't ever really do that great of a job with it um so how did you how did you find a good a good fitter? Yeah, I did a couple of different things. I went first I just did a Google search. Bike fitters in the area um you know, we're north of Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City's our main kind of commercial hub for the area. Odds are the best bike fitter was going to be in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So did a search for bike fitters Salt Lake City, Utah. And then I started asking around to a couple people that I know within the biking industry. I said, hey, have you heard of this guy? Is this a good fitter? Is this not a good fitter? I got confirmation from two different sources that yes, this is a good fitter. Now, that being said, not everybody has a cycling network to yeah. rely on. I think the biggest thing to look for when looking for a bike fitter is go to your shop, go you know, talk to the shop, say, hey, who do you recommend to get a bike fit? Odds are any good shop worth their weight is going to know a third-party fitter. Yeah. Odds are that they're going to know who the people are. Some shops are going to try and sell fits. A lot of good shops have decent fitters in their shops. But I highly recommend going to a third-party fitter just because a third-party fitter has seen every type of bike imaginable. It was funny. I brought my Open Up. It's a through-axle bike. My fitter said, yes, I've seen this bike six or seven times and exactly which trainer axle to put on it. Or, you know, there's just little things. He knew the geometry of it. He knew he had worked with it. When you go to a shop fitter, that fitter is going to be familiar with the brands that are in the store. He's going to be familiar with what is on his shelf. Yeah. When you go to a third party, you're going to somebody who's seen probably a majority of the bike brands. And he's going to have a lot more knowledge on, oh, hey, this worked on this bike. Maybe it'll work on this bike. Or maybe it works here. Maybe it works there. Experience is probably the name of the game for a bike fitter. That's not to say yeah. don't try the new guy in town. 
if somebody's opening up a fit studio, odds are they have some experience. They have some training. Yeah. They have some certifications. Look for certifications as well. There's bike fitting schools. There's a whole host of things that can add to a bike fitter's knowledge and experience. Yeah, I think that that's, that goes along with like, again, going back to the ski boots. You know, you walk into even a ski shop. You can walk into the sports den in Salt Lake. And I I don't know because I haven't been to many shops in Salt Lake, but I would guess that the sports den is probably the best like ski retailer at fitting boots in Salt Lake. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I bought I bought some ski boots from them a while ago. And then this isn't a dog on sports because I think they're a great shop, but bought some really nice boots, got them quote unquote fit, went up and I thought I was going to puke from pain. Yeah. And it just goes like they they have to do a lot more than just fit boots. Yep. You know? At, whereas you go to I think it's Surefoot in Park City and you sit down with those guys and they're like, this is my wall of boots. These are all of my tools. Those guys literally do that day in and day out, all ski season. Like it's a boot fitting is a big deal to them and they are going to do a way better job than the guy at Sports Den. Not because the guy at your local ski shop isn't, a good fitter for what he is, but that's not his main focus. And I think that that carries over to bike fitting too. You know, the guy at the shop, chances are he's the bike fitter. He might be a mechanic. He might be a salesman. He might be a buyer. He's got more than one role to play and he doesn't devote all of his time to that. He makes his money off of other stuff. Whereas that bike fitter, you walked into his studio, that's all he does. He's got all these extra stems and bars, saddles, you know, probably cleats and pedals. And his he makes 100% of his living off of fitting people on bikes. So that guy, one, sees it more often, and two, cares way more than anyone else could because that is his livelihood. That is such a good point. And with that being said, just go to a third-party fitter, you know, like... Don't don't even bother with the shop. I mean, that's not to say that there aren't shops that have really good bike fitters or even shops have dedicated bike fitters. There are. And, and maybe there are shops. There's probably shops that have guys that are very well known. I worked at a shop in Salt Lake and the bike fitter there had been doing it for 15 years. I would trust that guy to fit me any day. But um, I think that going looking first for that third party and if there's not a third party, then go with, hey, the guy at that shop is very well known or or even um, I know that like physical therapists or um, there are some doctors that like sports medicine doctors that fit bikes. And if they're well known and have a good reputation, go see them too, you know? Totally. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, And then second... You once you've chosen a bike fitter, you call them up, talk to them, schedule an appointment, and about how long does that appointment last? Yeah. So one thing that I was actually really surprised about was the length of the appointment. I scheduled a a bike fitting for 
you know, a bike I'd been riding for a while. Um, and that, that, that was a big difference, I guess, versus, you know, versus a new bike that just came right out of the shop versus yeah. a bike you've been riding for a while. But my appointment lasted three and a half hours. And, you know, it started out as kind of some physical fitness tests, some measuring, some questions into, you know, problem solving on the bike, trying this or that. I, I compare it a lot to going to the optometrist mm. and you're looking through the glasses and it's like, you know, does does A or B look better? And you say A and he's like, okay, does A or C look better? You say C. Basically, you're just testing a whole bunch of different positions based on the doctor's recommendation to get the fit or in the optometrist case, getting your sight as dialed as possible. Yeah. So when you when you walk into that fit studio what what is the process of a fit what what can people expect when they go in totally i think every bike fitter is will be a little bit different mine for example the one that i went to he was very much focused on okay i want to know what your physical fitness is like. I want to know what your balance is like. I want to know what parts of your body are strong, what parts of your body was weak. That was something I wasn't expecting to do during a bike fit. I thought the bike fit was going to be a lot of measuring, a lot of tape measures, a lot of different weird body measuring tools. And it was, but it was definitely more of, okay, how flexible are you? How how far back does your leg come? How much muscular mobility do you have? Are your shoulders like are are your shoulders able to separate and move? What are the joints like in your wrists? It was a lot more of a a physical than it was actually just getting my body measured. So that was something that I think everyone can expect, but at least in the case of my fitter, that was a big part of the fitting process. Hmm. So he does a bunch of flexibility tests and balance and all that stuff. Right. And I assume that's off the bike. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's all on the floor. You know, and I, I joked with him. I was like, I didn't know I was going to have to like come and like break a sweat. And, you know, I, not the none of it was awkward, but it was just kind of like, huh, I never knew that this thing that I'm doing is actually like, Per pertinent to biking yeah you know he he looked at he had me walk back and forth a bunch he checked my gait to see how my legs were moving to see how my knees moved how my ankles moved um just yeah just a lot of body mechanics and motion and then once you get on the bike what is what is the experience like once you're on the bike <laughs> it's a lot of on and off the bike <laughs> that's what i can say you know, I'd hop on, I'd spin for 20 minutes and then be like, okay, get off. And then, you know, tinker, tinker, tinker. Okay, get back on. Let's pedal, pedal, pedal. Okay, let's focus on STEM. Okay, how's this? Yes, that looks good. That doesn't look good. One thing that was really interesting too is once you get on the bike, I, I would assume that most bike fitters do this. Mine, mine did. He had a web camera and he filmed me at different angles. Mm -hmm. And we did it. It was a high speed camera. We were able to slow it down in slow motion. We were able we were really able to take a look at where my body positioning was at every second of the stroke of pedaling. And 
that was really interesting for me because he was able to say, hey, you have bad writing posture in these three areas. And I went, wow, I didn't know that. And he said, of course you wouldn't know that. He said, it's not like you look at yourself riding your bike. Yeah. It's like, unless you have a personal trainer or a coach, you're never going to pick up on posture, form, things like that. And so it was really insightful for him to be like, okay, you know, you need to bend from here. You're, he's like, when you're grabbing your bars, he's like, you invert your arms. He's like, you invert your forearms. And he's like, that's because your bike's too short. And it was like, oh, this makes sense now. Interesting. You go through all that stuff. Um, and then you mentioned before, like when you go in, you should have an open mind. Um, what What did you mean by that? Yeah. You know, one thing that I think us as humans, especially cyclists, and I, I consider myself to be a very avid cyclist. I ride five to six days a week. I'm riding more than 15 hours a week. I own multiple bikes. I spent time working in the industry. I have a little bit of pride for cycling. I'm not new to it. And not that it was hard, but it was weird to hear somebody say, you're doing it wrong. Or the way that you have this set up is not quite right. And so when I say have an open mind, it's let the bike fitter do his job. Let the bike fitter say, hey, it needs to feel like this, even though you want it to feel like this. Hmm. Because we started, you know, elongating the bike. We started making the stem longer. We started dropping the stack height. We started doing a couple things. And I was like, this doesn't feel like I want it to. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. He's like, this is the way it should feel. And so I guess just having an open mind to, okay, I need, if I'm going to go down the bike fitting process, process, which I recommend everybody goes down, you need to have an open mind of, okay, I need to trust this bike fitter. This is how things are done. This is how it's supposed to be. Good, good point. So when you're in the process or when you're done, um, it's, very common that you need stuff like a new saddle, a new stem, um, maybe even so far as like a new frame size or cranks or whatever. You need to plan and budget to buy replacement parts because chances are everything that you've got on there isn't perfect already. Right. You know, I would say going with the expectation of at least you're going to leave with a new stem. I there is there's so many different stems. I don't know if anybody if any of you have looked at stems online, but it's like you've got degrees, you've got lengths, you've got two bolt, four bolt, this, that, titanium, carbon, aluminum. There's so many different stems. And odds are the stem that came with your bike is not the stem for you. Actually, I can almost guarantee the stem that came with your bike probably isn't the stem for you. Yeah. And that's not because specialized or Trek doesn't care about you. It's just that they're trying to put what's going to work for most people on their bikes. And so at least at least minimum stem, there's going to be a few things that, you know, maybe he's going to add pedal washers to out your Q factor a little bit, make your Q factor a little bit wider. Mm -hmm. Um 
you know, like you said, I think cranks is a big thing. I think a lot of people don't have, at least my bike fitter informed me that most people don't have proper fitting cranks for their bike. Bars is something that, that might, you know, if it's a mountain bike, they might look at, at shortening your bars or, or recommending a, a wider bar. Um, or different up sweep and back sweep and, and things like that to align your elbows and wrists better. Totally. And if you look at handlebars for mountain and road, there's all sorts of different variations. There's sweeps, there's widths, there's widths, there's back sweeps. And no, each, each bar has a purpose. It has a function for somebody's body and every body is so unique and it's going to require unique bike parts to get the bike to fit the way that it should. Yeah. And you said earlier, if you're considering a frame up build, involve the bike fitter with that frame up build so that you didn't just build up your dream bike and then find out that you need different bars, stem, cranks, whatever. Get that fit done. Get that sizing and fit done before you even buy parts. And then that way, you know for sure when you buy everything, that's exactly what is best for you. Exactly. You know, I, I think there's there's a lot to be said. Frame-up builds are more expensive, obviously. Yeah. I don't recommend it for everyone. I, I still think the best value in getting a bike is buying a complete bike and then swapping out what you can, mm-hmm. the, the less expensive stuff, the stem, the pedals, the pedal washers, bars, whatever it is. But that being said, if you can afford a frame-up build, do it and involve your bike fitter and just be like, okay, what size cranks do I need? I mean, we're even, t- I'm talking with my bike fitter right now and I might not have the right size crank for my bike. And I did a frame up build mm-hmm. and that would have been nice to know early on. Oh, Hey, I needed a 172 and a half crank instead of a 175 because now I'm looking at, geez, what are cranks like 600 bucks? Yeah. Cranks can cost anywhere from, I think 150 bucks up to heck if you're getting power meter cranks, they can cost thousands of dollars, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely involve a bike fitter when you're buying new cranks and stuff like that or doing a frame build. And that's the thing is, you know, if you can get all the right parts from the get go, you're going to save yourself money. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a bin of spare parts now. Because I've had to go to different stems. I've had to go to different this, different that. And honestly, I just should have gotten a bike fit from the get-go. Because from this point forward, I know exactly what to buy for my bikes. Yep. It's not just like, oh, I need a new stem. For example, I stripped a screw on a stem, bought a new stem. It might not be the right stem for me. And so just take the guesswork out of it. Go see a bike fitter. Especially if you're building up a frame. Like that's a 340 bucks, I think is what I spent on my fit. And that included some parts I had to buy. I think it was 280 for the bike fit. Four hours at $280. Chances are that's less than 10% of what you're spending on the bike anyway. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So get a fit. That's, it's the best money you can spend, especially for building up a bike. Yeah, totally agree. And then- you go home, they're going to have you ride your bike and then 
at least in my experience, most fitters have you come back for a follow-up appointment um, to make sure that everything's still feeling good. It could even be as much as a phone call if everything's great, but um, they're usually going to have some sort of follow-up appointment, I believe. Yeah, my particular fitter, I have a follow-up appointment in three weeks. I'm supposed to ride my bike as much as I can between now and then. One thing that's good to keep in mind is that, yes, maybe we addressed my back pain and my knee pain that I was experiencing cycling, but maybe I'm going to begin to experience shoulder pain yeah, or calf pain or hamstring pain or IT band pain. And so that that's another thing that the fitter made very clear to me is he said, yes, we're going to address these problems. Yes, this is as good as I can get this fit to you, but your body is going to go through an adjustment period. Your body's going to have to readapt to how it's pulling on the muscles now. Because odds are, if you're an avid cyclist, you've spent some time on your bike and your body is adapted to the bike for better or for worse. And so whenever you make big, serious changes to your bike fit, your body is always going to have a reaction to it. And so that's why most fitters have a follow-up appointment built into the price of a fit is so that they can address those problems of, okay, maybe my knees feel better, but like I said, maybe my shoulder hurts or maybe I can't, my Achilles is really killing me. Something's different. And then that's when you start the process again. Yeah. Your body on a bike is complex especially a road bike, because your body is the suspension. And so there's so much that goes into getting a proper fit. And odds are, even with a three and a half hour consultation, you're not going to get it right, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, so with that, let's, uh, I think it's been a great discussion on bike fits and why they're so important. I know that when I had mine on my road bike, it completely changed my experience. Let's end with the usual three pieces of gear that you're stoked on. It can apply to bike fitting. It could maybe not, but what are three pieces of gear you're super stoked on right now? Right now, I'm stoked on the Shock Whiz. Okay. Thanks, Gil. Um, you know, I think a lot of, and this goes a little bit hand in hand with the bike fitting, is just take the guesswork out of it no matter who you are as a cyclist, you don't know as much as a bike fitter. You just don't. And same goes for suspension. It's like you might've ridden a lot of bikes and a lot of different types of suspension, but the cork shock whiz gets you closer to what your suspension needs to feel like for your bike than what you can figure out on your own with a chart crunching numbers. Or, or it will get the same result, but quicker, way faster. Yep. Because if you have to sit there and say, okay, I did two clicks of low speed compression, was that better or worse? You know, that takes a long time. Whereas you can just go ride and at the end of your ride, it says, hey, you need more pressure, you need tokens, you need compression this or rebound, whatever. It will tell you exactly what you need to do. And so in my experience, I've been able to get stuff pretty dialed within maybe three to five rides. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's like three to five rides. That's, that's a week. Yeah. Versus you get a new bike and you're spending half the season tinkering, taking your shock pump with you everywhere, being like, 
okay, what feels better, A or B? When in reality, you just want to ride your bike. And not that this is the same as a fit, but I can imagine that if your suspension, that if your suspension is set up wrong, you can potentially do damage to your suspension. Yeah, or or your body, you know, you just or your body. It's not as good on your body. You're not performing at the optimum level. Um, so the ShockWiz is a sensor that attaches to uh, an air suspension setup on a bike. It pairs with your phone and it basically reads out information and gives recommendations for how to better set up your suspension on your mountain bike. Yeah, they're expensive. And if you don't want to spend the money on it, I totally get it. But there's a lot of shops that will rent them out for like 50 or so dollars for a week or something like that. And it's, I would say it's worth every penny. Do it. Um, second piece of gear I'm stoked on. I don't know if this is a particular piece of gear, but it's Shimano. I'm stoked on Shimano. I, everybody in the bike industry has their opinions on Shimano. They're a little quirky. They're a little this, little that. Maybe they're slow to the game. Maybe they're quick to the game. They just beat to their own rhythm. But I had a Shimano brake issue earlier this week. Um, we were able to use some of the Shimano technical documents that were out there that are really well thought out. And something that I thought was a spring issue in my brake turned out to just be that my clamp to my bar was too tight. And by loosening the clamp, we were able to fix the problem. Yeah, And I was just blown away that Shimano had invested enough time and resources into having a question and answer troubleshooting online guide that I think some of it's available to consumers. I know a lot of it's only available to shops. Thankfully, we were able to have access to the shop manual, but go Shimano. That really reinforces my decision to use Shimano components because it just proved how well thought out they were. Not saying that you couldn't get the same result on SRAM or TRP or other bike component manufacturers, but Shimano had it dialed in this week for me. Yeah, that was pretty sweet because it took all of like what, five minutes on a FaceTime call with me and I had, I clicked through their troubleshooting thing on the, on the mechanic side and because I hadn't heard of that happening and boom, right there is like, hey, have you tried this? And we had it fixed super fast instead of having to troubleshoot, take things apart and whatever. It was, it was pretty cool. So what would be number three for you right now? Third piece of gear that I'm stoked on is I just got a new Ergon saddle. It was a recommendation from a friend. He said, if you're a man, this is the saddle for you. I think... And, and, and saddle is such a personal thing like we've talked about during this whole bike fitting podcast, but there are some basic elements to a saddle that I think are important to understand. And this Ergon SMC checks the mark for all of them. And it's that for a man, you've got to have some kind of channel down the middle. There has to be something that alleviates pressure off of the crown jewels. I would agree with that, yeah. Second, I think a lot of people think that thinner or skinnier saddle means faster. And while that might be true, that it's narrower, so it's less material, so it's lighter, 
what you really want to look for in a saddle is something that's able to disperse your weight. And sure, if you weigh 140 pounds and you're some crazy XC racer, great. Go ahead, get the skinniest, narrowest saddle you can. Yeah, because both of us have been measured previously for saddles and we both come out at like the 143 range. Um, but the one thing that that doesn't factor into account is your weight. And I never thought about that until you came back from this bike fitter and he was like, well, actually, if you're like 180, 200 plus, chances are a little bit wider saddle is going to be better, not necessarily because your sit bones need it, but because it just supports you that much. It spreads out the load that much better. Exactly. You know, you could have narrow sit bones, but if you're 200 pounds, those sit bones are going to get tired really quick. And so he talked about, you know, yes, you want to get something that fits your sit bones, but you also want to get a saddle that helps disperse your weight properly. You want to get something that you can sit in all day. That ought to be the standard. Yeah. And obviously going to a bike fitter and getting a bike fit consultation on a saddle, I think is worth every penny. Saddles are a hundred bucks. Yeah. They're, they're not cheap, especially to just buy to see if you like it yeah just to rifle through saddles like that's crazy a lot of shops have a semo a saddle demo program yeah which i think is great it's kind of a pain because a huge part of my bike fitting process was getting the saddle dialed because the saddle really is what balances body weight on the bike and so i i recommend just getting the right saddle that fits you like i said this ergon SMC that I'm riding currently on my mountain bike. It is super comfortable. I've never ridden a saddle quite like it. It's maybe for you. It's maybe not for you, but something to consider is just keep an open mind with saddles and try and get as much information as you can to pick the right saddle. That being said, online descriptions don't do a good job of saying, Oh, definitely not. You know, Hey, this saddle is for you. Yeah. You know, every saddle description I've ever read is like, do you love mountain biking? Are you stoked on mountain biking? Well, this saddle's for you. Great. That doesn't help you at all. No. And even even a friend's recommendation does not help you that much. Um, oftentimes. Sometimes, you know, like you and I seem to be, seem to like pretty similar saddles, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. But... Our friend Sam, uh, he's he's not there with us, nope. and he and so my recommendation is not going to be for him. So if you and your friend generally like the same saddles and they recommend one, yeah, it's worth a shot. But I'd see if you could demo something before you buy it, for sure. Demo and make sure that your saddle is put in the proper position, which a bike fitter can help you do. Yeah. Just goes right back around, get a bike fit. So that's it for the bike fitting episode. I hope you learned more about bike fitting or even just became aware that it's a thing. Um, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram. And we'll catch you on the next episode.